Okay. All right, welcome back to the Little Pieces podcast. Uh, I'm James Hammond, joined with my co-host, Sharon Hoover. Hi, everybody. This is Sharon, and it is indeed um, good to be back. James, fun to um, interview our next person. And, and we have a wonderful pleasure of welcoming Marsha Montenegro. And um, Marsha, I don't even know how far we go back. It's certainly, I know it's over 1995. <gasps> Was it really? Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> it has been a gift and a blessing to um, connect with you over the years, both your instruction and teaching to our students. Um, you're teaching me um, your books that you've written. Um, it's just, it's been great. But, um, but before we go into too much of all the ministry that you're doing right now, um, first, welcome. Glad you could be here. Thank you Thank for taking you. time. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. And so what we, I would love for you, if you could share your story about how you came to faith in Christ, um, what you were doing prior to being a Christian, and then how you stepped into a relationship with the Lord. Okay, sure. Um, although I did have a background of going to various churches, I was not really in a Christian family. It's just my mother thought it was good for children to go to church. Um, I started questioning that and wanting to go on my own spiritual path by the time I was in high school. And then in college, I continued down that journey. And that eventually led me into really two areas, Eastern religions and the supernatural. So I had interest in both of those. And I took various classes and met various people and read a lot of books uh, I ended up um, I ended up deciding to focus on one area uh, that I could actually have as a practice and so that was astrology and I after a seven-hour exam I purchased a business license in Atlanta Georgia and became a professional astrologer um, I also was interested and, and briefly involved in Tibetan Buddhism and then Zen Buddhism for many years and did the Zen Buddhist meditation, read Zen Buddhist books, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I of course, did not confine myself to that. I was, you know, I had interests that were related. So um, I had tarot cards. You know, I took a class in numerology. I took a class in past life regression. I took a class in palm reading. <laughs> I took a psychic development class. Wow. Um, and I, I, you know, I was, I was going into various related areas of the occult and the new age uh, and maintaining my interest in Eastern religions. Uh, I was really though focused on astrology and that was, you know, my main area. So I saw myself as, you know, I saw actually astrology as my calling and really looked at the world through astrological type worldview, interpreting things through the position of planets and trying to understand people through that. Uh, and that was really how I saw everything. I had my concept of God was really kind of a new age concept that he was an energy or a force 
and Jesus was an enlightened spiritual master like Buddha. Uh, so that's where I was on God and Jesus. Okay. And I thought Christianity was very narrow and unenlightened and that it was a, a path that people had to take to eventually get to a higher path. <laughs> so, <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt I had done that in previous lives. I had a very strong belief in reincarnation. So I was, you know, in that life. And of course, most of the people I knew were involved in those areas, astrology or psychics, or they were mediums, contact with the dead, which I'd also been interested in or they did tarot card reading or whatever, they were into those areas. And so uh, what happened is without, without going into too much detail, the Lord intervened in my life uh, in a very, very direct and unusual way. Um, and I just, I, I didn't know what was happening. I had a compulsion to go to a church. I didn't wanna go. Um, I've, I battled this for several months and then I finally gave in. Um, and I went into the church and while I was there at the beginning of the service, I, when they had the procession from the back, I had an experience of feeling what I call a waterfall of love mm -hmm. falling on me. Mm -hmm. And I knew this was from a personal God, but I didn't believe in a personal God, but I knew it was real. So I was really like, you know, <laughs> really you know half this way half this way i couldn't process it i couldn't make sense of it um and eventually i i was led by these impressions i got not a voice but impressions that god did not like astrology and wanted me to give it up and i actually wow. gave it up before i was a christian i gave it up as an astrologer as a new age so this of course created a lot of kind of chaos in my world. I'll, I'll skip over that. I'm skipping over a lot. <laughs> yeah. And people can read my story on my website, which I know I'm going to give later. Mm -hmm. and, um, right, yes. and then I started reading uh, the Bible in Matthew. And it was while I was reading a passage in Matthew, after doing this for about maybe three weeks, uh, that uh, God opened my eyes and I saw who Jesus was. Wow. So I just was grabbed by an account in Matthew chapter eight and God opened my eyes. I saw who Jesus was. I realized I had been on a path against God and that I needed forgiveness. I needed to completely renounce all of that and trust Christ as savior. Now, I don't think I thought this out. I don't think I articulated it. I just sort of knew it. And I just turned my life over to Christ. And that was, that's what would happen. And that was when I became a Christian. And needless to say, my life had a very, very drastic change after that with a lot of confusion from people who knew me and a lot of stumbling around on my part because I didn't really have a Christian in my life to guide me or tell me anything. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I was just sort of at sea. For a while because that church I was in was a very open-minded church and I wasn't real I wasn't getting guidance there uh, or the guidance I should have gotten so um, but the Lord was with me and I got through all of that time and eventually after leaving Atlanta uh, 
I got up to this area, Washington, D.C., and eventually found a good church. But I do want to mention that I found out after I had become a Christian that a coworker in a job where I was working part time, and by the way, I was there to actually do astrology for uh, the man in charge. He oh, was one of my he was one of my clients, and um, <laughs> I taught astrology, and he was also one of my students. And he had hired me to give him information on the employees. This was secret. Nobody else knew I was doing it. And it was part time. Um, and it was at that job. There was a young Christian man. I found out later had been praying for me with a uh, young adult fellowship at his church. And they'd been praying for me all that year when all those things happened. That I just, Wow. Yeah. So I want that's a very important part of the testimony because it shows, um, you know, the Lord apparently led this young man to pray and he did and god worked through that prayer and god was glorified through that prayer and you know it just goes to show that even if somebody seems unreachable if you feel led to pray for them pray for them <laughs> wow so that's what happened <laughs> all right so a lot of unpack a lot to unpack there first question though before we move uh, on what's your astrology sign i have to know no, i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> and i wouldn't tell you <laughs> yeah um all right so you were a professional astrologer i've never i've never heard of that before what is i was a professional certified astrologer it's interesting the lord had me in the only city in the united states that i know of where you have to take an exam and you have to um in order to buy the business license now i did hear las vegas had some kind of requirement for licensing but i'm not sure what it was and I don't think they had to do an exam. I don't really know, but I heard that was the only other city that had anything close to what we had. This was set up by astrologers before I came on the scene because astrology was illegal. It was classified as fortune telling. And so um, the astrologers went to a city councilman and said, we wanna change this. Well, we don't want the con artists out there. So what if we require people to prove they know astrology before they can actually practice it. And then they'll have to buy a business license to practice in the city and the city will get money from the business license. So the city voted on it and approved it. So what is it, what does the job entail? Like you said you were out of business and you were kind of, were you kind of reading the employees and then- Oh, the oh, that particular part-time job? Well, just a professional astrologer. What is okay, that? well, I well that was separate. I had my own practice, and then I was doing that part time. Um, my own practice, uh, which was really much more of the astrology kind of astrology that I did, is where you get the birth data on a person and you have a chart computed. Uh, I had to learn how to compute it mathematically, which is very hard because I'm terrible at math. But by that point. <laughs> even though people didn't have computers, you could send the data off. There was a place in California that would compute the charts for you for like $3. And so even though I could do it, it was time consuming. So I was sending off the data and getting these charts for $3 from this place in California. And then you have a picture of the position of all the sun, moon and the planets in a 360 degree circle. Uh, at the time and place of birth. And 
what the astrologer does is these are these are scattered in 12, uh, the circles divided in 12 pieces like a pie. And each of those pieces is a house, which represents an area of life. And oh, so that's... you can end up with any, you know, you could have the sun in the fourth house and the moon in the 10th house, and you could have, you know, Jupiter in the eighth house or whatever, and, and different zodiac signs. And the astrologer has to put that together and interpret it for the person. So back then were your clients, right? So, so nowadays, right? Kids in my school talk about astrology pretty casually. Like they're not, right. I wouldn't consider them new agey. Right. It's like, oh yeah, you're a Capricorn. So you right. kind of act like this, right? Right. My, my little sister's 11 year old friends would do that. My, my oh. dad, who's the assistant pastor starts like freaking out. Right. Which, right. you know, yeah, you should, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, because it's completely false. There's yeah. no validity to it. And, yeah, and that's called when you know your sun sign, like, oh, I'm a Capricorn. That's sun sign astrology. That's not real. It's a, it's a little tiny, tiny, tiny piece of astrology. Yeah. 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 It's, then, the sun, it's the position of your sun at birth, but the astrologers looking at the sun, moon, uh, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. So, okay. and putting it all together. So it's a very complicated picture. Um, most people and the, a lot of the books you see in the horoscope columns are just doing sun sign astrology. Yeah. yeah. So, so it, to me, it seemed like, I don't even think the kids who talk about this know, know of that. Right? Yeah, like probably my, most of them don't. No, unless yeah, so, they have gone to an astrologer or read something about it, they wouldn't know. So yeah. were, were your clients, I guess, just like casual like that? Or were, was it really? It was really kind of arranged. Some of them had heard, maybe had a friend who had their chart done and they were curious. Some of them knew enough to know that you could get a birth chart done. And then I was maybe recommended to them or they came across me somehow. And then they, you know, they would call me and say, I think I want to have my birth chart done. How much do you charge? And, uh, you know, they usually didn't ask too many questions about it. They usually just would call me and say, I'd like to have my chart done. And um, a lot of my most, almost all my business was word of mouth. So a lot after the beginning, when there were people who didn't know me, it got to be that a lot of people who called me, um, you know, had heard of me from somebody they knew. And so they already kind of had an idea, like that person may have told them things I said or something, you know, like, oh, she told me about this, about my husband, or she said this about my job. And so then the person will call me like, oh, I want that too, you know. And some of them were into the new age. And so they totally believed in astrology. They may have even known some things about it, but they weren't astrologers. So you just knowing it doesn't make you an astrologer. You have to really know how to do yeah. the chart. And so people were wanting their charts and even not you, but to other just people who go to astrologers, they're, they're going in order to find guidance for next steps in their business, in their life, yes. in their career, in their relationships. And yes, sometimes, sometimes they're coming off. specific questions, like maybe about a relationship. Um, more often it was just a general thing. They wanted to know because the, the, the astrological chart is supposedly a blueprint of your life. It's what you're bringing into this life from past lives and it's where you're going. And then you look at the main areas of the life, you know, relationship, childhood influences, uh, job, 
talents may be, um, you know, like maybe your job is not where your talents are. Uh, so that's another area of the chart. The job is one area um, and maybe where your talents are could be other areas. So the astrologer is trying to give information to the person that they can use for guidance. And then they look at um, what the present and near future influences are. And the way you do that is you look at where the outer planets are, um, like Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, which move fairly slowly. And you see if there are any crucial points in the chart. Like for example, if you see Saturn is about to be opposite the person's sun in their birth chart, that's very crucial. That's very important. Or if you see that Neptune is entering their seventh house of relationships, and this is one-on-one -on -one relationships like romance or marriage, that's incredibly crucial. So the astrologer looks for those kind of things and then conveys that to the client. Wow. Yeah. What would you say to someone who's a Christian who says they just find it interesting? And while just because Jupiter is in the seventh house or whatever, it's like, oh, that's interesting. What, what would you say um, is, is that um, an okay creative thing for a Christian to do it with their time? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I think it's a trap. Um, I even tell people, and I have an article on my website about horoscopes to read or not to read, which I walk, actually wrote years ago for a Saint Christian singles magazine. Um, and, you know, what I say in there is that a lot of people think they can just read this for fun. Um, you know, it's in the entertainment section of the magazine or the newspaper. As you know, Sharon, horoscope columns are pretty much in every woman's magazine, right? So yeah. I tell them that, <laughs> you know, you can look at that and you think you're doing it for fun, but you are in some way giving credibility to that by even taking the time to read it. And what might happen is that you read it one day and, it, and it's accurate. And then you get interested and you think, well, you know, it told me I would hear from an old friend and I got this phone call from someone I hadn't talked to in, you know, eight years. And, you know, I'm just curious. I wonder what it's going to say tomorrow, you know, and you, you begin, it begins to like reel you in. I have talked to many, many Christians who have been fascinated by astrology and have a hard time like really not reading their horoscope column. <laughs> um, and, and even a few have gone to astrologers and often that's when they're at, in some kind of crisis and they've prayed or read the Bible and they felt they haven't gotten answers and they've gone to a psychic or an astrologer, which is a really bad step and leads to some bad consequences. So I really try to get people to think about what they're doing. What, what does it mean when you're looking at a horoscope and you're, you're, let's say you're Taurus and you're reading what Taurus says for today, do you really think you're going to get wisdom from that? Are you really going to get truth? Because you're not. If you do, it's coincidence. So, you know, I always say, you know, pick up the Bible and read that instead. Don't read the horoscope column. <laughs> Don't read one of those books like Leo, your year, you know, 2022 here. <laughs> and I've got it all laid out for you. You know, just uh, just resist. 
because it can be fascinating. It is a fascinating area. And one of the, the things that I, I deal with, I have had several people who have come out of the new age who did astrology. Maybe they weren't professionals, but they knew enough that they could look at their chart and interpret it. And they're having a very hard time getting away from it. Like they're having a hard time giving it up. And they, they write me um, often on Facebook, I get a private messages from them. And they're saying, I'm really struggling with this. Are you sure that it's, I mean, it seems true sometimes. And I don't know, maybe there really is something, maybe God can redeem it or whatever. And it's like they are in conflict and having a hard time giving it up because it has a very strong hold on people who get involved in it. Do you think James, go ahead. No, go ahead, James. Do you think that, like, I, I've never read a horoscope, right? So I feel kind of out of the loop, but. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's good. Do you, do, you think good it, <laughs> do you think it could be, like, people will get an answer or get, like, my friend called me. That's a direct correlation of what I was just thinking. Whereas you pray about something, you don't always get the direct answer. So maybe the like dopamine doesn't hit right away or yeah. that, you know, yeah, not as you, you don't have to be patient with the horoscope necessarily. Right. Is that kind of the appeal That's to part it? of it? Yes. It's part of it. It's like getting an answer faster. Um, and, and it's curiosity. It's a desire maybe for an answer or advice. And then, um, and then the reason that it seems to work, um, not just the horoscope column, but the astrological birth chart are many, there are many factors. There's um, psychological factors that cause people to believe things like the personality tests that mo almost all the personality, popular personality tests are not valid. Psychology doesn't recognize them, even the Myers-Briggs. But people think they think fit because there's something called the Barnum effect and there's something called the Forer effect, which are very related. And it has to do with reading something that you that seems true to you and you just take it as true and you start believing on the other things in it. Um, it's generalized. It's enough that a lot of people will see themselves in it. And we tend to look for patterns. We tend to look for meaning. And if we read something and this is supposed to be about me and it's kind of making sense, or I think that's me, then you're like, yeah, yeah, I really think that's me. You know, I'm really, I really am a Leo with my moon in Virgo and, you know, I'm Pisces rising. And so you, you start to filter things through that. I mean, I did this, I knew my chart, of course, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, my, that's my rising sign. That's why I behave like that. And I'm feeling that way because of my moon is in blah, blah sign. And then you start filtering things that way. And then it makes it seem more real. It's really easy to do. We're very, very good at deceiving ourselves. Self-deception is a lot easier than most people think. And it's not, that's not a, a fun thing to accept, but it's true. <laughs> and uh, so, and there's something called subjective valid validation and confirmation bias where you you agree with that because, oh yeah, that's, you already knew it. And so you read it and you're like, oh yeah, that's me. You just, there's so many factors at work and psychologists know this. These are factors that cause you to believe things that aren't true. 
Do you think, Marcia, that that's also why um, people go to psychics and they believe what's going on with the psychic? I also know that there is a spiritual darkness. Yes. And yes. There, that, that is very true. Yes. And then there are also the, the people who are deceptive. So there, there are two things happening here. There's, yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, there are two things. There's this level of where it's a, a self-deception and these psychological factors at work. And then the other level in these areas is a spiritual deception. And, um, you know, I had spirit guides. So spirit guides are real spirits. Um, they're fallen angels. They're well known in the new age world and the world of the occult. People um, openly admit to having spirit guides. It's not a secret. And um, I felt many times that I was getting direct information about the person that was not really through the chart. It was while I was looking at the chart, but I would suddenly get like a picture in my head or a word. And I would say, oh, I have this picture in my head. And then I would say what it was. And they would say, wow, yeah, you know, how did you know that? That's exactly what happened with my mother. You know, I mean, one time I had a, um, I just knew this woman's mother. Well, the chart indicated that the relationship with her mother was, um, not close and that there were there was an alienation there i didn't have the specifics on it and uh, but while i was telling her this i just suddenly had this idea that her mother had not been present in most of her childhood and that there was something very wrong there with her mother and i i said that to her and she said her mother had been actually in you know a mental ward for a while when she was younger so see, that made it seem like what I said was so true. But I think that a picture, that idea of her mother being somewhere off and having something wrong with her was given to me by my spirit guide. And I had other, especially one example, I had several experiences like that. Sometimes the, the picture was, was even, or the idea was even more specific than that. And you so, think personality tests are kind of the same same deal they're, they're all completely invalid there's not any personality test that's valid there's there's um <clears throat> excuse me there's two um well there's one that's you have to take from a trained psychologist then they have to be trained in giving this test it's a very expensive test i think they only do it for serious disorders it's called it's called the minnesota multi-phasic something or other it's a it's a it's a test given professionally if they think that somebody needs it when they really have serious problems it's not a, a test you're going to find in the magazine the yeah. other one and that's more than a personality test the other one is um jordan peterson has talked about this on videos it's easy to find on youtube and he's talked about how personality you know it's it's not this real clear area but he said that there's five main groups that most psychologists think people fall into one of these five groups. It's called the big five. And so he has come up with a test that he that is called the big five. I have I've not taken it. I don't plan to take it. I don't really see any reason why any Christian should want to take it because there's no reason to know what your personality is. There's absolutely no reason for a Christian to know this. But I tell people, you know, if you're really that absolutely bent on doing a test. <laughs> look up Jordan Peterson and take his big five test. 
that's the closest to anything uh, valid that you're going to find. I, I still don't recommend it, but yeah, know, I've, I've heard it taking other things that are completely ridiculous, like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, you know. And I've, and I've read a lot of your stuff on this and I really appreciate that on your website. We're gonna get that to, minute, to a minute, okay. but um, real quickly, cause we could talk for hours and I know we can't right. do that. Oh yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, I could really intrigued. Down I'm for really... coffee and talk for hours. <laughs> okay, but wait, for, back to, I, want, I would like to, for you just to say, um, it, tell us why you, you um, uh, are trying to tell us that as a believer, that personality tests are not critical to know who you are. Okay, yes, and that's a good point to, to discuss. Um, first of all, personality is a modern concept. It comes from psychology. Like, you know, personality as a concept didn't even exist before the field of psychology developed in the 1800s. And I don't think it probably even became a thing till the 20th century, although I'm not, I'm not sure about that, but I know that's when it began to influence um, astrology. Uh, so it's a lot of ideas from psychology came into astrology, modern astrology. But when you look at scripture, it, you, it's very clear God cares about your character. He cares about your character. He's, you're being conformed to the image of Christ. You're not being conformed to the image of a super Sharon or super Marsha. <laughs> I'm going to get my personality sparkling, you know, and I'm going to yeah. really, you know, it's not, that's not what it's about. It's about being conformed to the image of Christ. And that, that pattern is in scripture. And that's the, you know, the, the work of the Holy Spirit the work of our, you know, well, the Holy Spirit, but we need to submit to that. We need to yield to that and be willing to, to do what the Lord is telling us is what we should do. And that there's plenty of that in the New Testament. So, you know, I mean, and, and that's behavior, it's character and behavior. So God talks about, you know, you don't gossip, you don't lie. You don't uh, speak in, in rude or unsavory language. You know, you think of others before yourself. You serve others. You serve the Lord. You know, you seek God's will. This is what we're supposed to focus on. And if you get onto personality, it just takes you in another direction. And it takes you back to yourself. It just takes you back to you. And see, we love ourselves. And, and all of us are fascinated by ourselves. <laughs> and that's why these personality things get so many people's attention. That is a natural, uh, that's part of the natural fallen self. Well, thank you. That's, that's super, super helpful. James, I don't know if you have one more question and then I want Marcia to tell us a little bit about her website. No, I got so many questions. Maybe we could just, you know, we could just... <laughs> The part two at another time. Uh, yeah, because yeah, you know, we could just and it. Um, so, Marsha has a website that we really, I really want everyone to know, and I've got the business cards on my desk that I hand out to people, and so it's ChristianAnswersForTheNewAge.org, and Marsha just continues to keep adding stuff to that, and I go to it as an ongoing resource. She has a Facebook page that people. Marsha's active responding to individuals. And um, I know, Marsha, your website and your Facebook page have touched many people's lives because I can read how people have thanked you. So I'll just 
I'll extend my praises so you don't have to say, you know, <laughs> it's kind of weird to say, oh, tell us how great you are. But um, uh, if people are, their eyes are opened and you are just very honest, so biblically based and Christ-centered in, in what you what you do. So can you tell us a little bit more maybe about how your website is organized or um, okay, also the sure. Facebook page, how they can find you? Sure. Um, yeah. And, and my website, um, I have a lot of articles on the articles page. So if you go there, you'll see a tab at the top um, that says articles. And you go there and I have a list of topics where I discuss topics like astrology, psychics, contacting the dead. Um, I have a few names there where I'm talking about a writer or speaker, but I not about a specific book, but just about the person like Wayne Dyer. Um, and then I have book evaluations and movie evaluations. And I also have a little section of in-depth articles where I have more in, I go more in-depth to things. And a lot of these are, they're either published articles. They were published um, like the one on the Kabbalah was published in the Christian Research Journal. And um, I have that there and some others, or they were seminary papers. <laughs> so I should mention, I, I did go to Southern Evangelical Seminary and I have a master's in religion from that, from, that, from that school. And so some of my papers that I wrote were related to my ministry and the professor would let me do it. And then I kind of turned it in to an article for my website. So those are like long, most of them are longer. So I have all of that there and there's a lot there and I am always adding, I'm, I'm just about to send another, yet another article to my webmaster. I'm very grateful for Dennis. He does my, my website and I'm grateful for that because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> and um, so that keeps me busy. And then on Facebook, I am posting things all the time. Now I post a lot of things are on a lot of topics that are not on my website because these are areas that I'm, I'm sort of dealing with quickly or I have just a brief thing or I'm giving other information. They're not really suitable for my website. So I put it on Facebook. Now, having said that, a lot of my Facebook posts I have turned into articles for my website. So I have done that. But if you go to Facebook, if you're on there, go to Christian Answers for the New Age because that's where, that's my ministry page and that's where I post things. It's a public page, it's not a group. Um, it's for unbelievers as well as believers because part of my ministry is to reach out to um, unbelievers and I, and I do and they do come to that page and I often have dialogues with them. So the Lord is, is very good in giving me those opportunities. And so I keep very active on there. My Facebook page from has grown incredibly since its beginning and now has, I don't know, it had, last time I looked, it had over 14,000 followers. So, you know, I mean, that's not like, you know, half a million, like, or a million, like somebody like, I don't know, some celebrity, <laughs> but that's okay. I, you know, I'm not a celebrity. So I'm just happy with that people come there. And there's a lot of engagement. And so yeah, um, that's, yeah. that's um, really great to see and to read that, read stuff. Thanks. Um, but it really would be fun to have you back for another another time. That's and um, James is going away to college, but we'll still try to figure out ways that we can continue 
Yes, um, yes, I want to answer James' questions. <laughs> well, he can contact me by email right. or something. Light, lightning round, though. Lightning round before we're done. Okay. Why is Harry? Why is Harry Potter bad? Oh, okay. <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry Potter is a hero who practices occult occult practices. Now, some of them are kind of fantasy, you know flying on the broom for kid kid which i don't know how to say it games and things but he does learn to cast spells he learns to make uh these magical potions he takes class called divination i know he doesn't like it and they make fun of the teacher but these are actual real things you know by the way i have articles on the harry potter books and the harry potter movies and the twilight books and the twilight movies <laughs> that took a big chunk of my life to do that let me tell you <laughs> um so anyway uh i have read all of them very carefully it gives the idea that you can do these things and it's a good thing and actually in uh england the pagan federation was overwhelmed with requests for information after harry potter came out they had so many requests they had to get more people to answer and i got emails from, I could tell from young, I don't know how old they were, maybe ages 10 to 13, 14, asking me if I knew a school that they could go to, you know, like uh, like Hogwarts and, uh, you know, or did I know how to do, um, you know, white magic or what, even though that term is not in Harry Potter, they're getting the idea for it. You know, um, there was Scholastics, which published Harry Potter, had a page on their website at one time where they invited uh, people to send in their spells. They were inviting Harry Potter fans. And so these were mostly young and they, they would send in their spells. And I mean, these were ages 11, 12, 13, some of them were 10. And they, uh, they identified themselves as a, as a Wiccan or a witch uh, and said, oh yes, I'm into witchcraft and this is a spell I do. I mean, this is, you know, this, it was just feeding uh, the these neo-pagan revival of Wicca and witchcraft that we've had in this country since the 60s. And it really exploded in the 90s um, and 80s and 90s because I knew five different witchcraft groups when I was an astrologer. I had clients who were witches and Wiccans. And so I know it's a real thing. So that is my, my Harry Potter gives fuel to that so that is uh one of my objections i would love to talk to you about it more but okay <laughs> some other time i'm call me anytime james <laughs> <laughs> well marcia thank you again and um we hope everybody who's listening will look um, up marcia's website use it as a resource and um as you've heard Marsha talk or in our questions, if you've disagreed with things or have questions about things, Marsha is a great resource just to talk to her, to connect with her and, and, and to ask for more information and to, and to get clarification. So thank you, Marsha. We'll look forward to a part two at another time. Okay. So thanks again for listening, everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> I look forward to that too. <laughs>